We're speaking with Ron Hammontree, Executive Director of the Teleco Reservoir Development Agency, about the Knoxville, Tennessee area's emergence as a hub of the boat building industry. As head of one of the area's economic development groups, Ron has been a major player in recruiting boat manufacturers to East Tennessee. Thanks for joining us, Ron. First question, what have been the key elements in beginning the migration of boat builders to the Knoxville, East Tennessee area? Yes, Charles, it's, it's really interesting in the early days of the, the 60s when fiberglass first became a uh, uh, usable material in boats. A gentleman in Maryville, Tennessee, which is about 20 miles from uh, where we're located here on Teleco Lake, uh, actually began building a fiberglass hull, and that hull has been uh, carried forward into most all of the ski boats that are available today and around the country, uh, as well as uh, a number of racing boats that were built and because of the uniqueness of the hull. So we had a, a birth in the boating business uh, way back, if you will, and then we began to see uh, the ski boat industry collect around the area because of uh, the closeness of this uh, the technology and the expertise that had developed this uh, original hull. Uh, from that, we've seen a number of boat companies come to the area because of, uh, number one, our workforce. Number two, our uh, location being on the Tennessee River system. We've got access to the Gulf of Mexico and then from the ocean to the world, if you will, from that point. Uh, we're in an area where uh, we have the facilities to house uh, a number of boat industries on the water, which enhances their ability to test and, and provide those kind of services. So we feel like we've seen the boat industry come to the area based primarily on the workforce and the location of the area. Ron, who is the early fiberglass boat hull developer? Uh, it's Allison Craft Boats. And they're still around there, right? Still making bass boats and speed boats. They certainly are. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they uh, actually, I guess, gave birth to the boating industry in this area. So in a sense, it's sort of homegrown and has, has grown from there. It has. And one of the things that we realized that any labor market area needs to brand itself, if you will. We've Years ago, if we were talking about computers, we were talking about the Silicon Valley, and uh, we talk about other things. We talk about the Research Triangle and, and you know, various things like that throughout the country. And So we saw the opportunity that uh, this area of East Tennessee, on Teleco Lake particularly, uh, could well become the heartland for uh, marine manufacturing. Ron, at what point did, did you guys, meaning the economic developers in the area there, decide to specifically target the boat building industry to make a concerted effort to, to bring some more of those kind of companies to your area? Charles, it was uh, about 18 months ago, two years ago, we began to look around at, at, at branding the area and, and what jobs were coming alive and what were beginning to grow and, and see that pattern of things uh, throughout the country. And in doing so, we, we already had in our industrial park companies like uh, Mastercraft Ski Boats, uh, Sea Ray has a plant here, uh, Tennessee Watercraft, which is a Yamaha-owned company, uh, and we were very fortunate about, uh, about 12 months or so ago to recruit uh, Cobalt Boat Company's new yacht division to locate here. And they be, will be building uh, from about a 36-foot uh, up to a 60-foot uh, yacht on the, uh, in the Teleco West Industrial Properties here. And then since then, we have been able to recruit the Christensen uh, Yacht Company. Their headquarters is in uh, 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 in Washington State, and uh, so they operate there on the West Coast, and we'll be building uh, yachts there up to about 160 feet uh, long, and then from the 160 foot up to 220 feet, they'll be built here in, uh, in East Tennessee. It's kind of unusual to think about building uh, uh, boats that size, 820 feet above sea level. Well, Ron, what, what building boats like that? Is there much specialized skill that's involved? And, and I know you guys have have uh, put in place some sort of training programs there, but are you, are you working more on ways to provide these companies 
infrastructure to train their people? Yes, Charles, we are. That's one of the things that we're addressing uh, full speed. Uh, we were very fortunate to have a corporate training center in Teleco West Industrial Properties that is operated by three community colleges, which are uh, right in the immediate area. And uh, they were not involved in, in the, particularly in the boat manufacturing uh, uh, skill levels. They were doing some uh, soft skill training for uh, some of the uh, marine companies. But uh, in realizing with the, the growth that we have, we're probably going to have in the neighborhood over the next 18 months probably 1,800 jobs that will be new jobs created in the area in this industry. And uh, so the idea is to uh, work with this uh, corporate training center and actually there develop what we'll refer to as a uh, marine education and training institute. And we're working with the American Boat and Yacht Council uh, and their certification program. They're the people who uh, certify people who work on the boats. It's kind of like Mr. Goodrich, if you will. And uh, we want our facility here to be designated as one of those institutes that uh, uh, has the certification of uh, the ABYC. Uh, we think that'll be a great enhancement. The industries that are existing are very interested in helping put that together, and of course, the new industries are excited about that as well. Ron, you mentioned 1,800 new jobs in the next 18 months. Yeah, How, that sounds like a pretty significant impact. Can you talk a little bit about the what sort of economic uh, impact that the boat building industry has had in in East Tennessee? Well, it, it's been phenomenal. Uh, when people stop and look at it, it's somewhat of a hidden secret. But within 30 miles of our industrial properties, not just the boat builders, but accessory builders, trailer builders, top manufacturers, people like that, there are over 6,000 people employed here in, in, within a 30-mile radius. So it has a significant impact. And when you you, you, you multiply that time for wages, you're talking about multi-millions of dollars that are coming into the area in, in wages. Now, as I understand it, Ron, the boat industry or the marine industry in general is is cyclical when the economy's good it's good when the economy's a little bit soft it tends to be a bit soft is that a concern at all well it's always a concern and one of the things that we're addressing in our pursuit to grow the marine industry here is to try to seek out uh, manufacturers who basically have a what i would call a niche boat something that has specific things that, that people are willing to pay tremendous amounts of money for. As I said earlier, the uh, the Christensen yachts will run on up into the, the $60, $70 million uh, for those, uh, those vessels. Uh, those businesses are basically recession-proof, and uh, we feel like that's a significant point, that as we begin to develop jobs on the, the higher-end craft, uh, not only the skill crafts, but the, the vessels, then uh, we're going to hopefully uh, miss that curve uh, to a great extent. Well, what's the long-term potential, Ron? Oh, I think the long-term uh, potential is great because we're already seeing uh, uh, other companies uh, that are international companies uh, built in Asia, some in Europe, that are looking at this area because the the American market the U.S. market is, uh, is so valuable to them, and uh, transportation is a major problem for these large boats when you move them from, from one continent to the other, if you will. Uh, now, the, the bigger boats, like the 220-footers, they can kind of go along on their own. They, they move back and forth uh, across the ocean without any problem, but when you're talking about you know, 50-, 60-foot yachts, uh, you're, you're, you have to move those things differently. Well, Ron, thanks a lot for your time. Well, we certainly appreciate we your appreciate interest, it. and uh, look forward to talking to you later. Thank you, Ron. We've been speaking today with Ron Hammontree, Executive Director of the Teleco Reservoir Development Agency. And this ends our Econ's House Now podcast on boat building in East Tennessee. If you'd like more information, please see the second quarter 2007 edition of Econ South magazine. And from our website, you can read the full article or subscribe to Econ South in print. Thanks for listening, and please return for more podcasts. If you have comments, please email podcast 
at frbatlanta.org.